Hell is bad vibes. Don't worry, this is not another compilation. I'm back. Today's video is on Uber and other ride shares, as well as a taxi ride. I posted on my community tab about a new merch design, and it has two slightly different styles. The link is in the description if you want to purchase it. There's shirts, mugs, and hoodies. Well anyway, let's get on to the stories, and sit back, relax, and enjoy. I live in a city with a public transportation system. They have been extremely short-staffed, and more often than not, you have to call to make sure that your bus is coming. On weekdays, during business hours, the public transit operator will order a lift for you to get you to work if the bus isn't showing up or if they're short a driver. Tuesday, I'm at my bus stop. After checking multiple times if my bus is coming, I find out that it wasn't. They ordered me a lift and that was nice. An older gentleman was my driver. We had a casual conversation and he started to ask personal questions. I'm a bartender and I'm super friendly already, so I didn't think his questions were ill-intended. I told him I'm not married, and that I'm pretty much a loner, that I basically go to work and then home and spend time with my family. He says, I'd marry you in a heartbeat. Again, I'm just thinking he's being funny or nice. I asked him to drop me off at the downtown grocery so that I could pick up some things I needed for work. When we stopped, he said he was joking and that he was married and had a son my age. He asked if I was interested in maybe meeting him. Since I have a terrible track record, I figured it wouldn't hurt meeting someone out of my circle and comfort zone and gave the man my number and we parted ways. The next morning, he texted me and asked me if I needed a ride to work. I told him that he didn't have to do that and that I was sure that my bus was running. He said it would be his pleasure and that he would pick me up at my house around 3pm. Then about an hour later, he asked if I wanted to have lunch with him before work. I told him that I was already busy and that I couldn't do that. He said okay, see you at 3. He showed up at 3 and lets me know that he's outside. While I'm finishing getting my things together, I open the door and he starts walking up the stairs to my house. I told him I was ready and we could head downtown. When I get in the back seat, he turns around and says he has a confession. He told me from the time I took off my mask, his heart danced like a butterfly. He said he hasn't been able to stop thinking about me since the day before, and that he wanted to spend time with me, and that he'd pay for my time if I spent a day with him. That's when I started feeling super uncomfortable. The whole ride was making me cringe, but I know when you're in a situation like that with a predator, playing nice is safer than freaking out. He continued on the entire ride about how he loved me at first sight and how he wanted to make me his Lebanese queen. As we got closer downtown, I started to feel relief. He dropped me off at my hotel and said that he'll see me tomorrow. That evening at work, I checked my phone after a busy happy hour. He had texted me a couple of times. He sent me a picture of the hotel and said that he would wait for me to get off work to give me a ride home. I told him I already have a ride, but thank you anyways. Fast forward to Thursday morning. I'm out running errands with my mom and sister. He texts me, How early can I come pick you up? Because I can't stop thinking about you. I asked him to please stop and that I was with my family. He continued to text me all day and evening, begging to see me, telling me that his heart was aching to see his Lebanese queen 
I just kept saying stop. Friday morning, the shit hit the fan. He tells me that he loves me no matter what. He said, I told my wife about you and that I'm in love with you and I want a divorce. I told him please don't do that and it wasn't right to treat his wife that way. He said, It's not your fault. We're drifting apart anyways. Then he said, I'm picking you up for dinner at 5.30 and I'm not taking no for an answer. I ignored the messages during the day and just went about my day off. Around 5.25, my video doorbell rings and he's standing on my porch for at least 15 minutes. I told him that I wasn't home and that he should leave. He continues to text me and begs to come pick me up from my parents. I was at home the whole time but I was too scared to let him know that. I eventually called the non-emergency police, but he had already left by the time I got through. I filed a general report, but technically they can't do anything unless he's standing on my porch threatening me. They advised me to report it through Lyft though, so I did. Haven't heard anything since, but that shit was just creepy as fuck. Come on, open up please. Be sweet. Don't disappoint me, please. Yeah. Come on, hon. Please open up. I know you're in there. Trigger warning for this story for sexual assault. There's timestamps to skip if you feel like doing so. Firstly, for reference, I was a 17-year-old female at the time of the story. Okay, so about three years ago, I went on holiday with my boyfriend and his family. Long hot days at the beach, exploring the cities, swimming in the ocean. But I'm thinking of one particular night. My boyfriend and I had hung out with his stepsister most of the holiday. She was a year younger than us and likes getting drunk. Despite the fact that she annoyed us by following us all the time, we still hung out with her. So this one night, she suggests we go and find a club. I state that her and I are not old enough and only my boyfriend could get in. But nonetheless, we were walking to the other side of the island to go to this club. We're all pretty drunk. I fell over several times during this journey. So we finally get to the club, only to see all the people leaving it. We hadn't realized that it was 2am and it looks like the club had just closed. A bit disappointed, we looked to a McDonald's and I suggest that we refuel there. I go inside and order, but tell my boyfriend and the stepsister that I need some air. I go outside for a cigarette. I'm smoking when a black car pulls up into a taxi spot on the road. I have the idea that we might as well take a taxi back. I'm hurting from falling down and still am very drunk. How much for a taxi to the Bay Hotel? I asked him. 10 euros, he replied. Now, the problem was, we only had 5 euros left. I said to this man, please, will you drive us for 5? We're from the UK and we don't know here very well. So the man says, for you, 5 euro. My boyfriend and stepsister come out of McDonald's with the food and they see me talking to this man. I tell them he's a taxi man and that he's taking us back. 
The taxi man is surprised to see them and says he didn't know I was with friends, but come on, hop in. We're all about to get into the car, me and the stepsister in the back, boyfriend in front, when the man requests I sit in front. I had wanted to sit in the front anyway, and me being very drunk and stupid, please forgive me for my lack of intelligence in the story. I decided to just comply and go in the front, despite my boyfriend's protest. So, for the first part of the journey, everything's good. We're chatting and laughing together, and the taxi man is joining in. We have music on the radio, and I'm looking out the window at the wonderful oceanside views, plus the cool air is nice on my hot, drunken face. We all continue chatting away, and the taxi man is being friendly, asking us questions about the UK, and just generally making conversation. We all continue laughing and chatting away, and he takes my hand. His right hand is on the wheel. Bear in mind, this man is probably in his 50s, very chatty, so I thought nothing of it. He was just being friendly. Throughout our conversation, he's holding my hand every now and then. I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable, but shrug it off, but it progresses. He placed my hand on his thighs, holding it tight in his hand. I move over on my seat away from him, but he keeps my hand there. I turned around and see the stepsister. She mouths, Are you okay? I nod because the man had now let go of my hand. She then whispers something to my boyfriend and they go quiet for a minute. Seeing as he let go, the conversation continues. I can see that we're getting closer to our hotel and I'm wishing for us to be there quickly. The man takes my hand again. This time he places it on my thigh. He's holding my hand tightly. I'm very vulnerable at this point. I'm wearing a short, tight vest dress. I immediately clamp my legs together. I am now silent. I froze. My boyfriend notices and says, Mate, take your hands off her now. The man laughs and says, Friendly, I'm being friendly. He continues to keep his hand on my thigh. At this point, my boyfriend and her are telling him to stop it and pull over. But he just says that we are close to the hotel now. I feel sick. The alcohol is creeping up my stomach and throat. The man is still grasping my hand and he moves further at my thigh. I'm completely stiff at this point, knowing that if I even let my legs relax, even in the slightest, things would escalate. But they did anyway. He guided my hand up and with one of his fingers he touched me. I don't need to say where, because you already know. I stare out the window and I'm begging for the car to stop, and luckily, it does. I jump out of the car, and my boyfriend and her are looking at me. He touched me. My boyfriend races over to the driver's window, shouting and screaming at him, but the man speeds off very fast, and as he does, my boyfriend kicks his number plate, and we see it dent. We go back into the hotel, needless to say, I drink more. The next morning, we are going on a boat trip. And my boyfriend's family are asking if I'm okay after hearing what happened. I said yes, because it's true. It's over now. Could have gone a lot worse, and I hope I'll never see him again. We leave the hotel lobby, and that's when I see them. Taxis. White. Taxi signs on top of them. Pulled into the taxi ranks. And I head over to one. Excuse me, I say to the taxi man. Are all the taxis white here? Yes, he says. The only taxi colors are white with a sign on the top. I feel my insides churning. 
so let me reiterate this. A 50-year-old man thought me, a 17-year-old, was alone and pretended to be a taxi service to get me in the car. Creepy taxi predator. Please let's not meet again. I'm a 25-year-old female. One day I had to get a lift from work. The driver was a normal looking dude in his 30s or so. We made normal conversation for the first few minutes about work and such. Then he randomly said something like, Lyft and Uber can be pretty unsafe for young women. Uh, instant alarm bells. And how he said it, trying to pass it off in a normal conversation tone, but still could hear the creepiness behind it. He started driving really fast and I got even more freaked but tried not to give him the satisfaction of showing it. He started going on a tirade about other female riders that he had had and how they were stupid for forgetting stuff or how they were chatty about dumb stuff like makeup and that I seemed smart and friendly and different. He seemed like he was trying to hide his anger for women in general. I was just replying to him trying to make it out okay. After 15 long minutes of him speeding, we're finally at my home. I get out of the car, and that's when I process what just happened, and my brain gives me permission to finally freak out. I feel shaken and report him. I doubted myself at first because he was really trying to pass it off as just a normal conversation. Lyft investigated it, and a month or so later I get a random 1 star rating on my writer profile. I'm guessing it was him wanting to get me back. Creepy Lyft driver, let's not meet again, and Lyft was wrong for letting you go back on. I'm a 32 year old female. I was in an Uber last night and I admit, I was quite drunk as I had a few beers. I ordered an Uber, then climbed in when the driver arrived. As I was quite drunk, I sort of dozed off a bit, however, I then noticed that we were going the wrong way. Not that he turned down a different road, but he was driving in the opposite direction. I started to freak out and he basically laughed at me and was like, I'm trying to get you home. I'm not going to charge you more. And then he turned his car around. It should have been about a 10 minute trip, but took a half an hour. Honestly, if I hadn't noticed then, where the fuck was he going? As a woman, it really creeps me out. I'm going to put a complaint into Uber, but honestly, I'm not expecting any outcome from it. This was the first time I ever felt unsafe from an Uber ride. So to start this off, I'm a practicing pagan. I've been since around May of 2019. My best friend, let's call them M, is as well. So. We were using a paid traveling service to go to a local shop of religious items and the driver that was taking us was extremely talkative. Eventually, he starts pestering us wanting to know what the place we were going to is. I tell him it's a shop for religious studies and he asked if it's for Christians. I tell him it's for everybody no matter what religious background. He eventually decides to ask me what my favorite religion is. Immediately, I become uncomfortable because based on his question about Christians earlier, I have a feeling as where this is going. I tell him, I don't have a favorite, but I'm pagan because I don't want to lie about my faith. 
As I responded, he starts to slow down the car. We're on a very quiet street, so small that the road itself was made out of red bricks, rather than tar. He then asked, So you don't believe in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? My heart was literally thumping. Every single alarm I have is blaring, telling me that Em and I need to get the hell out of this car. I tell him that I don't worship him as a religious figure, but I do believe in the historical documentation that he was alive. He begins to turn his head, and I could just see Em in the seat next to me, internally freaking the hell out. Then, like a literal miracle, these men burst out of their house that the car had basically stopped in front of to hang dry their clothes. The driver immediately started the car up and sped away towards our destination. As we pulled up, he began to ask us how long we were going to take in the store. He told us, I could just take you back home so you won't have to pay for another ride. But we told him that it would be more than likely a few hours until we finished up. He said okay, but looked almost irritated. After we went in the store, he stayed in the parking lot for a good 30 to 40 minutes. We watched him for a while, and then we went to do our shopping. Halfway through, we realized he still hadn't left. We let the store owner know, and then called my grandmother to give us a ride home. I'll never forget the alarms that blared in my head that day. He was strange in the beginning, but obviously got more weird when all that started up. I don't care if you believe me when I say this, but I'm extremely intuitive and my intuition was telling me that this man wanted to hurt us 